You're listening to the 18th episode of the Propaganda Report with Monica Perez and Brad Binkley. On today's episode, we look at the top 40 news events of the year according to the New York Daily News, and then we determine if each event was real, a hoax, or a false flag event. Here's Monica. So this is episode 18 of the Propaganda Report, especially if you count the one, the shows that we post from our radio show on WSB. And we are actually one behind on that. Episode 16 should be coming out this week. And uh, that's it. So, Binkley, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm surviving. You know, with Christmas is over and I'm ready to go. Well, it is the year end. This will be our last show of the year. And we also have a last show on WSB Saturday, December 31st. And what I usually do in my year-end show on the air is I talk about what happened during that year and also what I predicted would happen and whether I was right right or wrong. And this is going to be a super wrong year, <laughs> I can tell you right now. But uh, I I do have some good ones, and I also, for – my first show of the year is looking ahead. So coming up on also on WSB on January 7th, we'll have the what's going to happen in 2017. But I don't want to miss, usually when we do the on-air show, we get so many calls that we like kind of don't ever get through our lists. So I want to do a 2016 year in review from a propaganda perspective. So I have some lists here. I have a top 10 list that uh, was a poll taken by Associated Press of what people thought were the top 10 stories of the year. I have a list uh, that I don't think I sent you, Binkley, of CNN's top 10 news from around the world for the year. I'm sure that's a fantastic list that came from CNN. <laughs> I was listening to it with my 11-year-old in the car, and I was like, oh, write this stuff down, write this stuff down. And... Uh, you know, everything you wrote down is like fake, fake, false flag, fake. Your son lie. was saying that? I was saying to him. And my kids have completely rebelled against me. They're like, why do you tell us this stuff? We just want to be normal. Like, but they, you have to know the truth, you know? They're like, no, we don't. We don't have to know the truth. <laughs> okay. Maybe you don't. So, and then I have a, a top 40 list, which was a little more specific than those other lists. The other lists were like terrorism. The top 40 list from the Daily News is like specific acts of terrorism. And then I also have the 40 people who died in 2016 who I didn't know personally, but whose name I recognized. <laughs> so that's how I came up with that list. Oh, so is there going to be like people from your high school that you didn't know all that well? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, people who in it, in lists that were published online of all oh, the people okay. who died in 2016, I pulled out the names of the people. I, yeah, I, I didn't recognized. know how many obituaries you went through. I didn't know. No, I did not go through any personal obituaries. Thank goodness. So anyway, we probably won't get to that far down this list, but this is how I want to, I want to play a little game with you, Binkley. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I want to go through this. I want to start with this list of 40 specific things from the daily news. And I want to throw it out to you, and then you should – and it, it's like in no apparent order. I don't understand it. Maybe it's – um, it could have been in chronological order because Trump winning is number 10 on this list of 40. So it couldn't even be that. I don't know. Anyway, in no particular order except for the order they published it. 
I want to throw it out and I want you to tell me if you think it's 100% real, just the reporting of an actual event, if it's um, fake, like didn't really happen. Okay. Or, and I'm not, you know, you can't know for sure, but I'm just saying, what does your gut tell you? Or if it's really happened and is a false flag, or is it an event that was manipulated or that the, now you're going to think everything's this, but if it was highly manipulated, either at the event level, at the reporting level for propaganda purposes. So primarily a propaganda event, like it wouldn't be in the news if it were not for its propaganda value, whether it really happened or was orchestrated or spun or whatever, it's okay. a propaganda event. So everything. <laughs> I know. I would say at least half of the things on this list are propaganda events. What's your definition of a false flag? Okay, a false flag. So there's fake things, things that didn't really happen, hoaxes. There are definitely those. And then there are false flags where it happened, but someone else is being blamed for it. So that crazy picture you sent me of the guy shooting the Turkish ambassador – if the Turkish ambassador oh, is the the, the uh, still shot from an episode of Twenty Four, it was literally you could see like the mic boom. No, that's not true. Not literally. You could imagine panning out and seeing like a movie set. It, yes, it was a ridiculous. It looked to be the picture looked highly staged. Now, if it was, I don't know. I mean, there's some. There was a picture of an Italian nun in the rubble of an earthquake that looked staged too, but I don't think that was staged. So right, you have yeah. to go with your gut on that. No, but, okay. I, I think there's a photographer there who knew or, or was either yeah. very, very good or he knew what to, yeah. what to do. And the headline was um, amazing coincidence, professional <laughs> news photographer uh, clicking away as uh, uh, plainclothes policeman shoots the the Russian ambassador. I should actually right. just tell the story. So there was a and, Russian yeah. ambassador to Turkey. Is that who it was? Yeah. And a Turkish policeman who was just now, wearing is this suit. one of the stories? Are we going into the game right now? No, we're not playing the game. But I was just I hate to just like parachute in, but it's a very significant story. Yeah. Uh, and the guy, the policeman, when he shot the Russian ambassador, said, "Remember Aleppo." But this is a Turkish guy, and Turkey is the one. Who has been the one, the one uh, constant in pressing this offensive against Syria? But anyway, if that ambassador laying on the floor in the picture is actually dead, then it's not a hoax, but it could be a false flag where the policeman wasn't really uh, a Turkish rogue policeman, but a maybe a Russian operative who's trying to give Russia an excuse to uh, go to war with Turkey or something. I mean, I don't think that's what's happening, but a okay. false flag is a real event that happens under the colors of your enemy, even though you did it. Okay. So real people die. Right. Really. But and then just a pure propaganda event and nothing more is something where they spin it. So like some of these black versus blue, things where cops are shot. Some of those are totally fake and some of them are real, but, or like the black guys getting shot. Some of those are fake. Some of those are real, but the ones that are real are always, in my opinion, chosen because of their ambiguous nature so that they will create conflict. So whether it's a real event or a fake event, 
the reason it's in the news is for propaganda purposes only. Right, if it serves the the agenda that they're trying to push, which is uh, to create maximum conflict among certain groups. Right, but but if it – yeah, okay, let's just start. I think we've got it. Ready? Yes, let's go. All right. The Pulse nightclub, the Orlando shooting where one man held down 300 people at closing time in a bar in Orlando, 50 people he killed, 100 he wounded with, I think, a long gun and a handgun. What do you say? Real, fake, false flag, or spun? I should preempt this by saying that unless I've investigated a story an amazing amount of time, then my default is to think that it's real because I believe that it's a lot harder for them to fake an event and cover it up and keep people quiet for the rest of their lives than it is to actually stir up a real event to happen. So I don't think the reporting of that event is actually what happened. I don't think we're getting all the complete details, but I'm going to lean towards some sort of false flag where someone did go into into this building and whether it was an operative or whether someone was stirred up by an operative and they, they did shoot a whole bunch of people. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I did not. After a few digging in really, really hard on a few of these over the years and seeing the telltale signs of, of what is real, what isn't, I – don't dig in that much anymore, so I'm not, like, swearing on a Bible or anything. But the with the Orlando, yes, maybe people died. I don't know. But there were some funny little bits of footage that were obviously people acting, uh, faking being ill or faking, you know, faking being shot or faking mourning. And, and this kind of stuff, I think, has an even deeper purpose. When you see... This stuff, which is so fake, on YouTube, and stuff gets scrubbed off YouTube. So it, it doesn't have to be there, but it is. And I feel like the actual uh, smoking guns that they leave there are also to cultivate this conspiracy theory underground where people just kind of dive into that rabbit hole and get stuck down there looking up all those crazy... Right. Yeah, actually coined a term this year called truth porn (laughs) where you can really be like lock yourself in your room for or or it's like when you get a new video game you could just sit there for 20 hours straight looking at all the smoking guns and like telling your friends like can you believe it that orlando thing can you see that guy as soon as he walked as soon as he thought he was off camera he just started walking right and it'll make you crazy and it'll make you sound crazy and they leave it there i think on purpose so the pulse nightclub had some elements like that people might have died i don't know and then when the owner got like a million or several million dollars from the city to shut it down uh it just seemed like a payoff to me so i don't know i'm i'm going with See, I, I think all those things you just said can be true, and I think that it also could have been uh, a bunch of people could have died. In the yes, I'm not club. saying nobody died, and uh, but I am saying that there is no chance that the official story is true. That that one guy who there was an armed guard at the door when he entered, right, managed to hold. I mean, you could just swamp the guy. Yeah, I don't believe the story at all. The story is right. insane. They okay. told it. All right. Second one is uh, the Brussels attack. Now, well, which one the was airport, the Brussels? It was the, the... Air- airport. A lot of people 
it did look like people died. Uh, Dikembe Matumbo was there. Oh, oh, right. I'm saying that one just that that one happened because I don't think anybody's buying Dikembe Matumbo. He didn't see it though. He didn't see it. He was just he, he, whisked away okay, so he, by spooks. Right. Right. So they could have like CIA guys. Yeah. How many people died in this one? I do uh, remember that one. I don't have it at my fingertip. You know, probably, I don't know. Let's say 100. I don't know. But the I'm TSA, go with, yeah. I'll say I'm going to go with my defaults again. It, it's like I believe that they do whisk a lot of people away. That way they can control the story. Oh, um, dude. The <laughs> I'm looking up on my website the video where Dikembe Mutombo is being interviewed about how the CIA guys just literally materialized at his side. It's gone. Gone. (laughs) It is gone. Anyway, but the TSA chief, the head of our TSA, supposedly traveled for 24 hours straight to get to the Brussels airport in time to warn them because he knew it was going to happen, and he didn't. So he happened to be on the scene for the attack, but it was really just to warn them in person, which is a made-up story. He was there, but why he was there, I don't know. That's why, to me, it looks like a false flag. He he didn't he couldn't uh, he didn't have his cell phone on him so he was gonna fly it, no kind of phone no he took like four different modes of travel and he couldn't and then when he got there he got lost in the airport. <laughs> it's so hard to different like because the official story is always gonna be way it's always gonna be some neatly packaged narrative that serves some function regardless of whatever happened whether there is a, a kernel of truth or whether there's a lot of truth it's always going to be just framed up in a way that, that that pushes their agenda forward so it's challenging to uh to pluck out the truths from the re- what i'm going to say is i'm going to say it's a it's a not a false flag that the kimbe matumbo was there it's an absolute truth that he was there that's my <laughs> yes but now we don't have evidence of it because for some reason that got scrubbed off the internet uh, anyway, uh, okay, number three, the Dakota Access Pipeline victory. That's how it's described in the Daily News. And I didn't really follow that story. It was getting so much press. I had to f- just figured it was uh, obviously a propaganda event, so I didn't dig into it. But do you know anything about that? That's the one where they were protesting on some of it was sacred Indian ground, yes. right? Yes. And. Who did that end up in favor of? That ended up in favor of the pipeline, the protesters, right? It must have been the protesters because they wouldn't have called it. it I don't have know. It a I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't pay attention to it. The, the, the bits and pieces past. I got from that story is that there was stuff like they were hosing people, or trying to hose them off bridges and stuff. Oh yeah. In the freezing cold and. Ow. Well, the, the the only thing I remember about that story being weird is that some government official. Because of these protests, denied uh, the permits for the pipeline, and that was definitely not a real story. Because you would not have built a pipeline and like you get the permits along the way. <laughs> you definitely don't do that. You make yeah. sure you have all your pipelines ahead of time. So I, I mean, I think the people were protesting. Little... I think that that was legitimate. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what they had in their mind as to yeah, what they were protesting let's call it for. A propaganda event because. It was given a lot of media coverage for a reason. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but what there, that was, is. there were not a lot of it, the details. I mean, there was no real, like, the issue of it was not given a, a lot of a lot of mainstream news. The, the, the fact that there were protesters there and, and that there was uh, one side and another side, but there was never actually, there wasn't much 
depth to what was what the underlying issue was, at least that I heard in the media. I never heard that on any um, mainstream mainstream outlet. No, I, I'm assuming it was the XL pipeline, but I guess that never went forward. So it's a, obviously a different pipeline now that I think about it. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that one's a push. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should just excise out the ones that I don't know about, but I feel like I want to stay true to the list. The next one was the Nice terror attack over the summer in France when it was absolutely a parallel story, parallel story with the Berlin attack down to one report saying uh, that innocent people or an innocent person was dragged 80 feet by this tractor trailer or an articulated lorry, whatever. It's not quite as big as our tractor trailer. It was like so similar to Nice and Berlin. In Nice, it was, again, a fishy story. The supposedly the way the guy got onto a closed pier, a no vehicle access pier, was this Arab guy hanging out the window telling the policeman that his tractor trailer was full of free ice cream and they let him go through. He plowed through uh, like 80 people and after the fact... They confiscated, the government confiscated all like a hundred something video cameras and footage of that event. So obviously whatever happened did not match the official narrative and they had to confiscate all the evidence of it. So, I mean, that has, that was for sure a propaganda event, if not a downright false flag. What do you think? Uh, What do I think? Um, I think most of these things don't actually happen. Let's say if it's a propaganda event and I have to choose between it really happened and it's being spun or it's uh, a hoax or an actual false flag where a bunch of people do die, I would say that the least risky thing for these people who are orchestrating these events to do is to have a hoax because if you have real victims, you have real victims' families, and some of them will never let it go. Well, here's here's problem. Why, here's why I think I think the exact opposite of that. I, I I think it's a lot easier for them to kill people than it is for them to to stage a hoax, unless it's a very 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 tiny hoax. Well, and Brzezinski he, says it's easier to kill a million people than to control them. And I, 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 I completely agree with that. Like to actually stage a hoax, mm-hmm. it's like a movie set. They have to have – and I've worked on movie sets. I've been in yeah. films and I've been in TV shows, and it takes a lot to coordinate yeah, but a it's, large – But you are only getting – if you – this is what I do. I look at it and look at it look at it, and you end up with like a handful of still photos. That's it. There's just almost no evidence whatsoever. It's very, very – Small scale thing. Right. They, if, if it's they, if it's small scale, then number on it. they hang a number yeah. on it, like eighty or hundred or hundred fifty. Right. If if but it is not, small scale, yeah, I can see that. But if it is a little bit bigger, I, I just I don't see any benefit for them to to and, unless they're trying to mess with people. I see zero benefit for them to stage stage a hoax because if it is bigger scale and if there are more people involved, then they have to one, they have to organize everybody to get on the same page. Two, they have to spend the rest they have to they have to monitor and track these people for the rest of their lives unless they're going to kill them, which that would defeat the purpose. Well and I think so- they sometimes do kill them. I mean people even in these things, usually the people who are involved do end up dead. So well, then that brings that it back to true. the whole family purpose then. So it, it, it would defeat but the purpose you, of – But look at like Omar Mateen. His father was at the White House. His father – that's the Pulse guy. 
he has uh, deep state connections. The Sarnayevs are both dead, those boys, probably. Even the one who's supposedly in jail right now, I think he's dead. They were deep, deep state. They are the nephews of Ruslan Sarni, Ruslan Sarnayev, whose wife, Samantha Fuller Sarnayev, was the daughter of the Kabul Afghanistan CIA chief. Who are these people? These are the people who did the Boston Marathon bombing. Okay. So, so those people are deep state all the way, and they they know better. Once the, once once your the patsies start getting killed, their brothers and sisters and wives and stuff like pretty quickly clam up. So, I think that real people die, but it's people who really know how the operation works and know their next. And I think you have some crisis actors, yeah. But I I feel like if it's real. And then you have all these victims' families seeing these weird little smoking guns on YouTube. They'll never let it die. Even if they're just suing for compensation, they they will never let it die. And then, you've, then you have to kill those people. So I just think, I just think that uh, they err on the side of a very limited production hoax that they can hang numbers of people. You know, well, big numbers on. Yeah, I think they try to trigger real events to happen, and I think if they trigger real uh, events yes. to happen to kill them, then then I don't think it's the the family's not seeing the family yes. might see false flags and stuff, but if they can trigger a real event to happen and they set like social engineering, yeah. like Edward Bernays talks about when he when he 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 can he predict he predicts the steps of an of an event and then he makes it happen by by socially manipulating the circumstances. So while it, it was scripted out to begin with, yeah. It, it, it still was a very real thing that w- that happened because he was skilled enough in manipulating the masses to set the dominoes in place and tip them over. And they've been studying the manipulation of the masses, social engineering, for well over a hundred years, how to manipulate people outside of their awareness. And because they've been doing, they've been spending billions of dollars on this for, uh, I mean, over a hundred years. And People don't think that – we think that we um, are immune to it. And Well, there's we a great example that you sent me, which was the al-Qaeda videos that were produced by the State Department or the U.S. government that were al-Qaeda recruitment videos straight up. They said that they were using it to track the people they recruited, but there was there's no evidence of that. There's evidence right. of the fake videos. but And then that fact that the FBI runs all these porn sites and uh, radicalizes yeah, Islamic terrorists. Create self-fulfilling prophecies. And, but they even go beyond that and actually radicalize people directly. Like exactly. government outlets radicalize people. So it's not – yes, yeah, so there are – obviously there are real ones. I mean I think people are really fighting – and dying in the Middle East by the thousands and thousands and thousands, not just innocent victims, but the supposed you know, moderate rebels that are really mercenaries that we send in there. They're really killing and dying. Yeah, and I think that's what they. I, I think that's what they lean to. I think they prefer to trigger a real event through social engineering, and that. I think they prefer to do that as opposed to faking an event, and I think once the event happens, they clean it up and they deliver it to the press. The press has no idea. The press is a, – they're a layer away. They deliver it to the press. The press believes what they're told or they or they present the news as they're told to present the news, and then we receive it like three or four filters later, and what we receive is very far removed from what actually happened. I understand what you're saying completely, and I am just saying that uh, – which I know you don't, we are in disagreement about 
the Pulse nightclub, the Brussels attack, the Nice terror attack. I think those things had storyboards, <laughs> you know? I think those things were laid out. But anyway, let's move on. Well, one uh, point, though, what I'm saying yeah. is, though, the social engineers have storyboards, but the actors within the storyboards have no idea that they're acting. Yes, they, and I'm saying in these high-profile events with names like Charlie Hebdo, with that police officer – you think he might have been actually killed. I'm saying if you look at my website, it was my most popular post, like possibly of all time, that that was that photo op was actually staged. It wasn't like those people were triggered to do these things. I'm saying I understand what you're saying, and there is a lot of that. I, I am saying with these ones, I don't think that's I don't Correct. I don't think so. So uh we're just gonna agree to disagree. It's fine. Uh, number five should be an easy one. Clinton makes history as first female presidential nominee. I think everybody knows that one was rigged, right? So she didn't even win the primaries, much less the election. Or she yeah, might have won the I election. Mean, she <laughs> might not have even been a woman for her entire life, for all we know. Could have rigged really? that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> well, that I thought that was the uh, alt-right version of michelle obama who has that two children who look like <laughs> her and her husband well you know you can uh you can okay do we, won't, we, won't, we won't go there with, with michelle obama okay all michelle right Obama's so, a very athletic woman number six is the russian ambassador to turkey was fatally shot we talked about this do you think that that happened or did not? Yes, happen? I do. I think it happened. I think that happened the same way that JFK got shot uh, on live television. That is propaganda of the D. Oh, that yeah. Symbol. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, I think that was very much a symbol and they even articulated what the symbol is supposed to uh, be. And that's, that's, they've, they've been saying it's just like the one that triggered World War I. They've been saying that ever since it happened. And I, and I think yeah. that's what they intend for it to be. Mm -hmm. that maybe, World so, War III. maybe that's a what to watch out for yeah uh number seven what do you think oh so what do i think about that one i i um i did nothing but look at that first picture uh i think that they would sacrifice one guy like that i think that it's probably uh a false flag a real event yeah i guess done. that's what i'd say false flag also yeah uh El Chapo interviewed by Sean Penn before his arrest. The arrest that Sean Penn's a hoax, by the way. All the time. you think Sean Penn is a hoax? He's, he's a, just a he's a ridiculous person, like fabricated George Clooney person. And yeah, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, he this El Chapo thing uh, on mainstream news. It shows El Chapo as a DEA basically creation that U.S. government's creation and when he was escaping from prison and tweeting at donald trump how much he hates donald trump that definitely triggered for me that this whole thing was a staged event and i think el chapo kind of escaped from prison in mexico in order to give an excuse to extradite him here where he can live like jeffrey epstein in a in a five-star prison so the el chapo thing uh, he's an operative. I don't even know how, if we have a word for that. I, I don't know if we have a category for what that is. I think he was probably definitely allowed to escape. Uh, whether it was yeah. like 
you know, set up, stage, filmed. I think he might have been. I think he was definitely allowed to allowed to escape. He was helped by whether it was a DEA or CIA or whatever. I think I agree with you that he's serving a a purpose for the government. I think that event was a cover up for. I'm going to say cover up, a cover up for to get him to protect an asset. They're protecting him. All the El Chapo stuff was about getting him to this country where they could protect him and take care of him, pay him back. Yeah. So anyway, uh, number eight, the Zika virus. You know, I'm not the Zika, the virus stuff. I guess I, I think that I think that the Zika the Zika virus in itself was, was real. I, I'm now I haven't done much research on this, but my I, I tend to think that stuff like this is. Is a, is testing? I, I think that the CDC is. A, I think that they test a lot of things that they come up with at the CDC and other organizations like this, and and then they you know they use it for propaganda purposes. But I, I think that there probably is the Zika virus, and they were probably testing out the effect that, uh, that it would have on the population of, from a fear factor of knowing that it knowing it that it's out there, and probably actually testing the effects of it. Well, I think. I think Zika virus has always been out there. I personally don't believe there's any link between Zika and microcephaly. I think that uh, – and if you look at the stats, it really doesn't make sense because there's so, so, so many more cases of microcephaly. You're talking about the, the link. The, the link yeah, between – the scare. The what the Zika yeah. virus was a, was a scare that if you're pregnant and get exposed to the Zika virus – you should have an abortion. And if you live near Zika, you should use birth control. And I predicted as soon as this came out, I said, this will be, especially in Brazil, where it first emerged as a story, Brazil, abortion is illegal in Brazil. So what they want to do is make it uh, make it legal, and they and this, I thought, was a way to make it legal, propaganda event, a lie, and... Then after I wrote that article, Pope Francis came out and said, well, Catholics aren't supposed to use artificial birth control, but if you live where Zika is, you should be able to do that, which makes no sense because Catholics can use natural methods or um, abstain. You know, it's a crazy thing to say start using birth control. It's just so not a Catholic thing to do. He uh, really plays into these propaganda memes but i think that the the zika virus connection the the alleged connection between zika zika and microcephaly to me was a propaganda event to promote birth control and abortion in catholic countries that's what i think so all right keep moving the chelsea blast the chelsea blast is what they're calling it and that was where they uh found the guy sleeping in a doorway it was a see something say something thing right wasn't that to get people to call the cops on each other do you remember what i'm talking about yeah i do remember that it was um in new york right yeah and, and i remember it was in a, a lesbian community it's the chelsea the chelsea neighborhood which i think yeah. is i think it's or lgbt i think community. it's gay yeah, i don't know i can't remember i used to live right near there but i just can't remember what the characteristics but yes so i think it was two gay guys actually maybe who found the perp 
Well, the guy was sleeping in an alleyway. And I somebody... know, with a beard, like a bum. And they yeah. said, oh, that's definitely him. They called the cops, and he died in a shootout, of course. Did he die in a shootout? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember this story. I'm trying... There was a bunch of stuff that happened right around that story, too. Yeah, and it was it was both in New York and New Jersey. Yeah, there was another one at that time. Yeah, and they, there was uh, – it, it, wasn't a tra- it was a trash can bomb or something, right? And yeah, some homeless people found one of the bags. Yes, and yes, they turned yes. they turned the bombs in that right. were found so in the bags. So what do you think? Did it happen? Did it? Was it? Did I mean, so, I, I think that something blew up in New York because I yeah. know enough people yeah. in New York. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I mean, I, this was. I think that this the the story that we were told is 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 doesn't make any sense. It makes less than any sense. So some sort right. of false, some sort of false flag because there's nothing about that story that made sense. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go with fake. You're going to go with false flag. Well, so, I mean, the guy died for. I mean, that that I always believe that the Patsies die. They you see they actually leak pictures of them dead usually, so you know somebody died. But yeah. Anyway, okay. So the next one, number ten, weirdly, is Trump wins. Trump wins the election. And I have to say that triggered for me the most cognitive dissonance, which is a kind of a word that's a phrase that's increasing in popularity. Keep your eyes open for that. That's a what to watch out for. A lot of cognitive dissonance where you can't make sense of what's happening. It doesn't what the events do not uh, are not consistent with your understanding of reality, and and yeah, and, well, so the psychological use of cognitive dissonance is you have you have in, we have internal beliefs, and we experience something that does not that that does not um, you know align with our internal beliefs. So we experience cognitive dissonance. So we either ignore it, or we we either ignore it, don't look at it, we rationalize it away, or we have to take it in, experience discomfort, and then change our beliefs. Uh, okay, so getting angry at it is part of the don't accept it, right? Yes. Okay. So the Trump thing, the cognitive dissonance for me was twofold. One, we were raised, we were all taught that fringy people never win elections. That's why everybody told me you can't vote for Ron Paul because he won't win because he's too out there. There's something called the Overton window. You can't be too outside uh, the mean on issues or you could never win. So the cognitive distance of Trump winning uh, but because he was fringy is one thing. And then that it completely defied all polls and expectations. And that would have been people would not have accepted that would have recognized that as a big, big red flag, except for a whole year almost prior to that. And I had flagged it without realizing what the significance was. We were being softened up all along to reject the evidence of the polls from Brexit to Colombia. We kept being told, oh, uh, these dumbasses don't know how to do polls anymore. They keep being wrong, which is not believable. Like we're better at it than ever, and they can totally do them, and they're not. So I don't know what was going on there, but the but we were prepared to accept that his – election was completely at odds with every single polling indicator i i don't know well something about the polls something about the polls is is, there's something called the spiral of silence and this is i mean this is a 
this is a propaganda effect actually where, where people believe that they're in the minority opinion and that if they speak out about what their true opinion is, that others will lash out at them and they will socially isolate them so they keep their opinion to themselves. But in reality, there is a whole bunch of people who believe the same thing that they do who are also keeping quiet about their opinions and who don't tell anybody their opinions because of the fear of social isolation. And that's they the fear story that, that they're spinning in the mainstream and, media and, and about why these psych- polls. I mean, that is a very real and, and well-studied psychological effect in, in mass psychology. I believe it, but I don't believe that every single pollster failed. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that they can't adjust for that. I know people who were huge Trump supporters who have never in their entire lives been afraid to speak their mind, who would not speak their mind and would not tell people who they support. In a in a confidential anonymous polling scenario? Well, I don't know. Well, in a confidential and that's anonymous what we're polling, about. yeah. Are, are they all confidential anonymous? No, a lot of them- no, they're not. But but you could have the inside polls tend to be, which we don't get access to, tend to be highly accurate. And I I believe that once somebody on the inside could see the the anomalies, they could adjust for them. I mean, that's what polling's all about: adjusting for. Non-truth or now, now my non-random. Friend me, my friend who who told yeah, us, yeah, he figured it out. He came me. on the air on WSB well, and told I us mean, well, how he figured he it out because he yeah. told me inside poll stuff was pointing at Trump. Yes, he did, and he also explained on the air the adjustments he personally made yeah. to uh, conclude himself that it was Trump. So there are adjustments. I'm just saying they. They know how to work those polls. Maybe the polls we got, you know, I just don't know the answer. I just, all I'm saying is I don't believe the story about the polls not being accurate. And and it just, it could be, there was just a source of cognitive dissonance. And I feel like I'm so, it's so stunning that Trump won. I'm still wondering what really happened there. That's all. I just, I'm I just should so say I do. I whatever polls that CNN and MSNBC and and Fox and all those outlets were getting, I do believe that the polls that they received, I do believe that those people thought otherwise. I, I don't. Believe I totally. That. Oh, me too. My real yeah. question is: Did Trump actually win, or were we softened up to think that polls? were failing so that we would accept a rigged election that Trump didn't really win. So in a normal scenario, if you hadn't been softened up that the polls were wrong, if you had if polls had always been accurate like they had been up till about 12 months ago, if polls were always accurate. So what happened in 2004? Exit polls are highly accurate. So in 2004, exit polls all said that Kerry won Ohio. And then at the last, you know, in the final hour, the somehow Bush won Ohio and they just stopped doing exit polls after that because exit polls were known to be accurate. And you could not rig an election if you had exit polls sh- telling people what the truth was. And I'm saying they couldn't they couldn't rig all the polls this time. So what they said was polls are failing. And that right. was their cover for rigging an election. I, I'm not saying this is what I think happened. 
I'm saying it's possible. You know, it's possible. I'm trying to resolve my cognitive dissonance. And I've I don't never know trusted how. polls personally. I, I've, I never I, trusted polls either. I yeah. never trusted them. They're used to manipulate us. But I mean, that's what, what Bernays talks about is them being one of the most powerful ways to subvert democracy is through know, the use but, of, of, pub, of public polls. Peel the onion one layer and say, okay, why was the mainstream media telling us polls were inaccurate for the year before? You know, there is something going on there. The messaging. Right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I flagged. I was like, "This messaging has a purpose. Wonder what it is." And I'm so stupid. I was. I didn't recognize that Trump was going to win, despite what all these polls were saying. I really haven't unraveled it. I don't know. Right. But for me, the cognitive dissonance. I cannot resolve it at this point. So I smell a rat. But what it did was really demonstrate to me that, and and I always suspected this had to be the case. Just has to be that the 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 people who are manipulating this the institutions or the shadow organizations are much more sophisticated much more sophisticated I, I, you know i'm a, i'm an amateur i'm just a voter i'm just here trying to figure stuff out uh, as a as a self-governing citizen and i don't have the resources i don't have the education i don't have the information i don't i can't uh, figure out what they're doing to us to manipulate us to manipulate this democracy but i realize now they're much 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 more sophisticated than i ever thought because they uh, yeah, really I had agree. me fooled I, and it I, makes I me feel that... safe it makes me feel safe because i used to think that i was figuring stuff out and i have figured a few things out like i figured something out about the boston marathon bombing to the point where the wife of one of the victims called me the guy who got oh, wow. shot in Florida. Yeah, she called really? me from Russia. Yes, and I was contacted by some, you know, kind of official people and lawyers and stuff. Like, oh, I want to share my story with you. It's like a little weird. And I started thinking, gosh, if I really crack the code on this stuff, I'm going to piss people off. And then I was so relieved to find that I cannot <laughs> figure any of this stuff out. I mean, I can figure some of it out, but I don't know what I am figuring out and what I'm not figuring out. And it just, they're so far ahead of us that unless you actually have firsthand knowledge, like, like have witnessed ISIS soldiers in the back of a U.S. army truck, like they are, they are not worried about you. So anyway, so what, what happened with that? That did happen. That I, an American journalist did see that and was killed. What happened with that story? With that lady calling you? Uh, you know, it was a really weird call. She, I, I had to call her, so I know it was in Russia because I called her from the WSB studio, and I couldn't make that call. I had to like keep her waiting for like an hour till I got codes from people who weren't around to actually make that call. So she was in Russia. She was the, I guess, estranged wife of a friend or an acquaintance of the older Sernayev brother, a guy in Florida, who must have known something. And the FBI went to talk to him, and he got shot like six times in the chest and once oh, in the crown of the head yeah. in his apartment. Remember that story? Yeah, so that. she called me, and and it was weird because there were two details. She mentioned that that. I didn't think were true. One was, I said, well, he was living with his girlfriend. And she was like, no, that was just his friend. I was like, uh, so I didn't want to like hurt her feelings because I believed at the time that she was his wife. I really don't know who she is now. But I had seen a video of him and this girl like in a CVS or something kissing. So I 
didn't understand how she didn't know that. And then also I asked her if the younger Sarnayev, who was standing trial, was really the guy or if he was dead, because I'm pretty sure there's a picture of him dead from a couple of years ago. And uh, and she said, oh, yeah, he's definitely alive. And I'm thinking he's definitely not alive. But so I don't know. But, yes, she called and we had an interesting conversation. It's on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. Um, but I just moved on because, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You see, that's why I like, I'm skeptical about so many of these events. Cause if you really, really dig into them quite often, you will see how really, um, wrong the official narrative is. And like, you can read articles in the same newspaper from day to day where the basic facts change and they don't like, like publish a retraction. They don't explain it. And so you can tell that they're, uh, working with whoever's spinning the official narrative to just tweak it over time. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that, that's what they're doing is they're tweaking the official narrative, but, I think sometimes because the official narrative gets tweaked and because it comes out so different than what it appears to be, or at least on, on the footage that we see, I think that that throws up the uh, it's fake flag, which I, I don't necessarily think that means it's fake. I think that means it's, oh, they're just figuring out what narrative they want to push, and they're just changing the facts to fit their narrative. Yeah, but, I don't know. Like when you see that Turkish guy shooting the ambassador – He's yeah. in a suit. So they said he was a Turkish policeman, but they didn't have to use that story. They didn't they could have they used use a different story, story after the case. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm I, I don't even it's not even important. Like I actually think that sending people down that rabbit hole of what actually happened is a part of the plot. It's <laughs> I agree. I do keep agree people with that. busy to keep people busy and to keep us divided and like the Pizzagate thing. I have gotten a couple of people telling me if you really looked into it you would believe it was true and i'm like yeah but i it doesn't matter i'm sure people do stuff like that and I, it's I'm in here the same boat it's got to be yeah. ambiguous it has to be they it's like the black versus blue stuff these stories are always ambiguous because they want us to have opposite opinions they need right. conflicting opinions out there to be the subject of debate yeah. not it wouldn't surprise picture. me one bit. What I've looked to looked into about Pizzagate is weird. It's very weird, and it could very well be true. But it's to me the point is there are global um, pedophiles, networks of pedophiles operating, and that that the way Pizzagate is used is a shutdown trigger. People won't even talk about it. There, yes, people exactly. are so extreme on both yeah. sides they won't even talk about it, and that diverts attention away from verifiable, provable. I mean, uh, from facts that are undisputable when it comes to these pedophile rings and people won't even yes. look at those because of uh the way that it's sensationalized in the media about pizzagate yes so it doesn't matter if it's true or not and if it is true they'll put in fake things on purpose so that it doesn't right. they can seem crazy I mean, that's called yeah. disinformation they actually do it on right. purpose so it is in cass sunstein's letter whatever essay study of how to shut down 9-11 truthers, it's to go to 9-11 truth websites and insert weird things that aren't true. Make it seem outrageous. Just, yeah, so that yeah. it, you know, like to say, oh, and by the way, Michelle Obama is a woman, a man, <laughs> whichever right. sounds outrageous to you. Yeah. So, okay, number 11, anti-Trump protests, which are clearly funded, right? Are they not funded by George Soros or whatever? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's some links there. 
Uh, Number 12, Dallas police officers fatally shot. Now that there's a great video of a guy just like a regular Joe getting trying to talk to the cops who were guarding like a place that blew up. That wasn't the place that we were told blew up. He go, he's talking to the cops and boy, do they shut him down? They have fake tourists come up to him and start um, harassing him. Did you see that? No, it was about the Dallas shooting. I put it on my website. It, it's the, the, so there is some kind of cover up there. The first, initial stories were that there were three shooters triangulating down onto the cops. And then the final story was the one guy who ended up dead, which, by the way, was a prediction I made a year ago or two years ago. They always change from multiple shooters to single shooters and end up dead. <laughs> That's it. Every single right. time. Yeah. Uh, so that story was a little weird. So what are we saying that is? Is that. I don't know about that, if that's a false flag or fake. Uh, I think it's a false flag. Yeah, I'm going with false flag, too. I think people – I think cops died, but I think it's a false flag. I, I don't know – You know the, the. I lived in Dallas for a long time, and I did want to – you know, another weird thing, which a friend of mine in Dallas said she liked the chief of police because he made the tough decision to put his son in jail for drugs – but the story that I read in the Wall Street Journal about him was that his son died in a shootout with police. So he shot cops and was shot by cops. Yeah. Like, isn't that a, a strange backstory for the guy, you know, yeah. who was at the center of this? It was kind of weird. So stuff like that's just weird to me. But that's what, you know, that's the stuff that keeps you puzzling over this and not – not I mean, moving on. The, the, the media's job is not to tell us anything close to the truth. The media's job is to keep us bewildered. That that's the goal of the media. So it's trying to decipher the the reality of some of these these events it, from the media is like yes. it, it's like trying to solve an impossible puzzle almost because it yeah. literally is the job of the media to keep us to as far away from impossible. the truth it's, as possible. It's like the way. I read the expression pathocracy, like a pathological. Government, government's there supposedly to protect your rights, but a pathocracy actually works against your rights. So like with the media, we'll have to think of a word for that, how uh, uh, the media is a pathological, is the opposite of what uh, it says it's supposed to do. Yeah. And the media doesn't know this. Like most of the people in the media believe that they are delivering truth and believe that they are delivering – the chick greatest hoax of all time was that San Francisco news anchor who read out the fake names of the Asiana pilots. Remember? Holy no. Fook? We too low? Some Ting Wong? I have no idea. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean it it it's uh I don't it's like smacks of anti Asian racism, I guess, because the names are funny. But yeah. the point of it isn't to laugh at Asian names. The point is that they knew the names of the pilots. There were three pilots and still they got some kind of memo with these fake names and she read them on the air, even though one of them was holy Fook, F-U-K. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, there's a lot of stories like that. There's a lot you of know? stories of, of people oh. 
fooling yes. the media. There's there, there's a Conan O'Brien one. Right. Right. And that, well, his was where they he showed that they all read the exact same basic script because the script comes down from like the main network and then all, all the affiliates get get the same script because they're supposed to deliver the same the same main stories that push the overall agenda. And that's what Conan O'Brien thing was. He just showed what did that he they do? all explain it. He, he took a bunch of clips from a bunch of different media outlets like um, Fox News and then, and then a bunch of affiliates from like local cities, and he just cut together all of the clips, and they, they, they said the exact same story. Well, this was it. He, he was – about a gay wedding. He was having a gay wedding on his show, so he sent out a memo that said Conan yeah. O'Brien is pushing the envelope on gay marriage, and every single solitary person said that exact thing, those words verbatim, which shows right. that these guys are just megaphones for whatever stuff is being fed into their brains. Exactly. It, it's it's the eagerness to deliver a news story. Like for for example, the church that burned down that had Trump vote Trump on the side of it recently. This was mm-hmm. they they discovered that it was a member of their church, a member of the congregation, a black man that did this. Right. And so that's a true this, false flag. A right. true we, we, false flag. He put the and, flag of Trump up and burned it down. I, I said that the day that I saw that story. I yeah. think I might have said it on one of our shows. I was like, there's no – because that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, you me. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most racist person in the world that wanted Trump to win, that's the last thing they would do the week before the election. That's Because if they want their guy to win, they're not going to go burn down a black church and write vote Trump on the side of it unless, <laughs> they're, unless their convoluted thinking is, well, maybe if everybody's standing outside the church because it's on fire, they see vote Trump. Trump and think, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> I mean, only, it's just an idiotic. It's yeah. idiotic to think that a, a Trump supporter would have done that. But right. the media was so eager to find evidence that confirmed that everybody who likes Trump is a racist that they just gobbled it up and just spit it out as quickly as they could without fact checking it because they wanted so badly they wanted it to be true. So they believed they, they they didn't believe they were delivering something fake. Most of them didn't. They just wanted it to be so true so badly that they didn't bother to look in. To it. And didn't that chick on the subway who said that she was being attacked by Trump supporters because of her Muslim garb just totally made that up? Remember that story? Yeah, that was see, there, there was that one where, where she said that she like they were they were chanting vote Trump and then they like, <laughs> kicked her down a fly. It was just a ridiculous story. And then there was another one um, at the University of Michigan where a woman claimed that somebody threatened her, threatened to take her um, her burqa off and set her on fire. And that one was discovered to be completely false, to be made up as well. And all of those stories were just headline stories that were much talked about for like a week on a lot of these major networks that just turned out to be complete lies. Now, right. And then they never talked about that. Right. It's just that these anchors or a lot of these people in the media are, are actually themselves convinced of this nonsense that everybody who supported Trump was just a hardcore racist. Like they, they believed it themselves, so they were ready to present news stories that supported the conf- it's confirmation bias that confirmed what they were so predisposed to believe. I think positions in media, politics, government, these think tanks, these institutions, even – Uh, the administrative arms of medicine and science and all that, I believe those people are absolutely 
I was reading Anthony Sutton's book, the absolute great Anthony Sutton, a Hoover Institute scholar and um, historian who wrote Secret Societies, and it was about Skull and Bones. And one of the things that they do is they actually screen for people who accept, always accept the official story, who are extremely deferential to authority, who will not deviate. So these are the leaders that they're choosing that there are people who will are not going to rock the boat. And I feel like those kind of qualities are right. looked for in, in all of these institutions of influence. And I think right. like a, a news anchor is like deliberately, I, I can't help yeah, but absolutely. think of like Wolf Blitzer on Jeopardy. He had, he was, you know, he lost by more than anyone's ever lost before or whatever. There's like just a fake, that's not true, but I don't know. There's a famous well, picture of him with like a like negative ten thousand dollars or something, <laughs> because their job is not to know stuff. If they know stuff, they might, while they're reading it, say uh, that's not true. You know, like you can't have that. <laughs> right, and they're also highly, and everybody is to a certain extent, but they're also highly influenced by prestige. And, and there's two, there's probably a lot more than two, but two sources that I'm aware of that can, that talks about how. During World War One and, and other wars, that the main, the number one target, the top target for propagandists is the academics, because the academics will gobble up what they're given, and then they will deliver it out. Like like they're, they're the most easily easily manipulatable, according to uh, according to a couple of studies on propaganda. One of them, propaganda formation of men's attitudes. Another one, propaganda. It's about uh, it's called getting into war by Porter Sargent, and where he talks about the British. The British talk about how they targeted all the academics at all the universities first because they were the easiest to manipulate because the academics wanted so badly to to be prestigious. They wanted to have this. Oh yeah, it's like a selection. Exactly. And another and thing people were influenced by them as well. Another thing I've read about. Marxism getting a foothold that way is super, super intellectual people who just want to be intellectual. Uh, unlike people who are good at business or whatever, who actually produce stuff, they think that they should be exalted, you know, like philosopher kings because intelligence is so awesome, you know, right. and it is. But they, but I can tell you firsthand, I mean, it's, being intellectual and being uh, somebody who produces, being productive, are two totally different things. And and because they feel like they should have this exalted position, they are almost always, or I should say, uh, can easily be made to favor central government, central planning. I read an expose, I think, or a story anyway, uh, an accounting by Murray Rothbard, who I love, great libertarian, who said – they established the government established the economic society or whatever it was called. And, and one of the selling points to get economics professors on board was if we have a centrally controlled economy, you guys will have jobs. People will care about what you say. We can put out publications. We'll be exalted. And they, and that, and that, and it caught on in that community. So you're always going to have the, elevation of the in intelligentsia by their yeah. own consent and that that is what these tech technocrats people who smart people who run the world right are are after that's it they go hand in hand and that's where all these appeals to authority and everything come in and, right. it, and it, it folds into the fake news thing where the mainstream media is now going to just have de facto uh the 
authority. They're just going to, because they right. are the exactly. mainstream media, you don't get to question them because they're the smart ones. Just shut up. It does give them their authority back to silence all the other, all the networks with it was taking some of their authority away. And propaganda techniques in World War, which I talk about all the time, he talks about in that book, as, as it does in others, where it's like you target people's level of intellect so it's not it's prop every it's, oh it's, yeah i've, it, talk, I've seen you know, that myself the different you, layers you gotta, of you gotta make people who are intellectual you gotta make people who don't automatically accept things on an emotional level you gotta make them think you gotta make them use their reason ability i mean he talks about like getting the most targeting the most critical the most critical eye and and forming propaganda just for them so my, my philosophy is like is like i'm always is we're all vulnerable all the time and once we start thinking we're not vulnerable then we're definitely being manipulated i've observed that myself i remember before i knew about all the stuff from you that it's like written down that like the atlantic uh and foreign policy uh foreign affairs like these really intellectual journals that that spin these um, elaborate, deeper tales about like why we're in Syria and they'll throw in what's called limited hangouts. They'll throw in true stuff that makes the official story look bad. Like Foreign Affairs published that Obama dropped 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015 and because they need credibility among the smarter people who then say, well, this is obviously true and I can trust this guy's conclusions because he's not sugarcoating it. Blah, blah, blah. But I, but I want to point out for the mainstream media thing, with all this cognitive dissonance, all these smoking guns, the rabbit hole, all the stuff I was talking about are throwing out these things that um, confuse the issues by having uh, showing tales of crisis actors, all that. You get to the point, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm just putting it together right now, where y- you can say to people, and I have, if you're believing the mainstream media you know, if you're if you're telling me this story is true because you read it in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, that's just not good enough. Like you have to start from square one and throw that stuff out. And these people get exasperated because they're like, well, then you can't trust anything. And that finally, at last, I realize that what's happening is by throwing out now they're throwing out actual fake news sites with made up stories, which did not have any prominence before. So you had disinfo, but, you know, like, uh, whatever. But my point is now it's so confusing, so, so, so confusing that even somebody like me who will dig in and dig in and dig in and like with the Boston Marathon bombing, I compared probably a 100 articles over a three-day period to see how the story changed. I really figured some stuff out that was unbelievable. Nobody cares, you know, but anyway, <laughs> you know, I could figure it was interesting at the time. I mean, I was like, I really couldn't sleep for several nights. But I'm just saying now, I don't even do it anymore. I'm fatigued. And I'm not, there's so much garbage that you could not have the time to sort through it all. So you have to, by default, just like my exasperated acquaintances, throw up your hands and say, there's no way to know. All I can do is pick a source that doesn't seem laughable, that people won't laugh at me, that I can go to work and plan my uh, my strategy around what they're telling me in the New-, the New York Times or whatever. And what more can I do? So they all that confusion is lending itself to just having a um, – it's okay. Like Ben Bernanke was, they if they recite 
the accepted wisdom, what I call it, like the prevailing paradigm, that if, if you're good at telling people what the academics say is true, you'll never be laughed at, even if all of that is completely wrong. Like I think Noam Chomsky, he was completely wrong. The thing that made him famous about like inherent language, that you're born with certain like language patterns is completely wrong. Yet he's still this exalted authority because he was accepted by the other authorities. And and that's just the circular kind of echo chamber thing of authority that I think is going to be it. the goal is to fully entrench mainstream media into, well, you can't go wrong if you accept it, even if it's wrong. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I see that coming together. All right. I want to um, tell you number 13 was this Egyptian flight that went down. Uh, in 2016, and for a couple of weeks, nobody knew what happened. The U.S. said ISIS and Russia. It was a Russian. Uh, maybe it was a Russian flight. I thought it was a Russian flight that went down. Hmm. Maybe this is something different. But there was a Russian flight that went down over Egypt. And ultimately, Russia said ISIS did it. And that's when I knew that Russia, between that and giving Edward Snowden um, that validity. I think he's a CIA agent. When Russia did that, that flight went down and they said it was ISIS. I realized that Russia is as much playing this game as our own government. And you can't look to Putin as being a rogue actor. He's not. He's playing a role. I don't know what it is, but he's playing it. Uh, that's what I concluded from this Egyptian thing. I do think the plane went down, though. I'm not sure so, which plane that is. I know. That. I'm sorry. It's confusing. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's too many things. There's too many things. We got to get well, through that. We don't have a lot of time left. It's interesting that a story like that is put on so, so high in the list. That, yes. I mean, I follow the news re- uh, relatively close. I mean, probably yeah, closer yeah. than most people. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, can't, uh-huh. I can't recall which one that is. And stories move so quickly through the media that it, it's they get you get confused about yeah which the story. only reason i remembered it was that to me it it was very significant what russia said and i'm sure that's why they put it on the list so that you would because it was russia validating the isis narrative and they want that was probably you know i think it was one of those things probably that was spun for a certain purpose uh there's a few Anyway, um, I don't you think they track. made this list by just like having a bunch of ping pongs and just bouncing around in the thing and they just fell down and picked one. Through no four way. Eight. I think they might have made this list a year ago. <laughs> uh, maybe. Sometimes I think they make the list in advance and then they just have to execute on it. Uh, Istanbul terror attack. I remember it, but I don't know anything about it. So I don't have an opinion. Uh, do you? No, I, I don't remember. All right, we now we're just going to have to flip through these. The Cubs win the World Series. Was that some game or what? That was a fantastic that? game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you remember, I do remember that, that, one? that? I do. It was like a movie. I think everything's fake. I was tempted to think that was fake, but I don't. I at this point do not think that they're faking rain. <laughs> yeah, I mean sports, you know can be manipulated with umpires and players yeah. and whatever. But when it comes to that outcome of that game, that's, that was, that was very real. And I, I, I got it. Most people were opposite of, of me in this. I really wanted the Cubs to lose because I wanted wow. that. I wanted that curse to keep going. And I really liked the Cleveland Indians because of the movie major uh, league. Uh, well, I did feel like, why is everybody for the Cubs? 
you know, what about all those poor people in Cleveland? The Indians like haven't won one in forever either. And yes, I wanted, yes, um, that's right. They also have that problem. Bob Euchre to to call the World Series. Bob Euchre calls the World Series in the movie Major League, and he also I don't know if he still is, but he also used to be the announcer for the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Is he still alive? I don't think so. I think he is still unless he died recently. I guess he couldn't call the World Series if no, he's, he's dead. He's definitely alive. He's hilarious too. He's most most deaf alive. So yeah, that was super duper awesome. That was great. Uh, that was a great game. Yes. All right. Obama's historic Cuba visit. That's just an inherently political thing. So you can't really say that it's created or not created. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was real. It was just it was what impression does it leave on the public and what impression does it leave on whoever he's trying to leave an impression on? Like what other world leaders he's trying to affect, what statements he's trying to make? Yeah, but but I mean, he did it. Yeah, so oh, yeah, all right, so just political. The next thing was police shoot Alton Sterling, which the, I didn't look into that, so I'm going to call that. Uh, I do not believe he's an astronaut. He oh, was an okay. unarmed was, black man. He could that was a callback to a, a joke. That was a callback to a joke in, in a text earlier for those who weren't privy to that. Of me. Yes, I did text because I read this whole list, and I thought – who is Alton Sterling? Is it, I mean, why is this on the list? And I texted Binkley and said, who is Alton Sterling? And you thought it was an astronaut. I said, I mean, I really didn't know. We, we happened to be talking about um, sci-fi before, and I was like, I don't know, an oh, astronaut? I didn't even get it. I love but sci-fi. Not, yeah, love I really, sci-fi. I, I really I had no idea, though. That's how quickly it moves through. This stuff moves through the media. I couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah, no, and I, I have no reason to not um, – I'm sure I would remember the story if I looked at it. That's the one uh, who got who got shot running away from the cop, right? That was Walter Scott, and that oh. was last year. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember which one. I mean, he one. was he was the one you sent me a snapshot of a people like mannequining, like pretending to be uh, like a. The mannequin Black guy challenge, down on the yeah. ground. Yes, and the picture that you sent me was the Alton Sterling scene of him, like on the ground in front of a car. Oh yes, but yes. I don't know the backstory on it, so I I'm just going to call that crisis exploitation. And I'm sure there was some ambiguity in it, even though I do not know the story. I'm certain there was ambiguity. Certain. Yeah, I don't remember the story. specifics of that one either. Do not remember the Hoboken train crash. I really should, but the Hoboken a lot a few of these are probably it's in the New York Daily News, so they probably figured it was huge story, but it maybe was heavily more heavily weighted to local stuff. The Hoboken train, I do remember people died in the train, but uh Brexit, number nineteen, the Brexit. What do you think? Real? Fake? I I, I think flag? it was I mean, it was, I don't know if the vote was real. I mean, it was real that it happened, the whole like. Yes, it definitely happened. I, I thought when it first happened, my initial thought was that they were trying to, that it was some sort of statement that they they were, I thought that they were going to allow that to happen and that they were going to report all of these horrible things happening in the UK, like jobs, like unemployment going yeah, yeah, up, yeah. and and that they were yeah. going to they use might. that as a, as an example of, of why 
of why um, nationalism is bad. Well, that that could be even the plot for Here. Trump's president. Yeah, I mean, yeah. over time, it's uh, it could be anything like uh, nationalism is super scary. These people are xenophobes. Uh, their hatred right. makes us need globalism more. We need to have yes. a true world authority. I think that's the ultimate. Goal. That actually, now that I now that I remember that now because I um yeah I remember yeah that that is. That is when people started talking about like the idea of global government of, of you know one world government essentially that mm-hmm. it, it was it was put that it became more mainstream like more people started talking about that idea of a one world government versus uh, nationalism and I think that was one of the main things that that brexit served is is that that was yeah. put in the public consciousness and I know people who never really talked about that type of thing who are, are liberals who are now very much in support of a one world type government. Yeah. They don't call it one yeah. world government, but it's yeah, that's what the Cal exit people. It looks like they want to exit and like states' rights and stuff, but they would much rather uh, push down, subordinate the U.S. to a world government. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would rather just Trump, Trump. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and that, a lot of that started with Brexit, from at least from the people that I'm aware of. Yeah, very good. Okay, so I do think that was manipulated deliberately, a propaganda event, I'm going to call it. Uh, the absolute smoking gun was that Rupert Murdoch and his newspaper over there were behind it, so were endorsed Brexit. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So, um, So we're only halfway through the list. But we're more than halfway through our show, so we're going to just tick these off pretty quickly. Can you? Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The police shooting of Philando Castile, which I will say happened to launch Facebook Live into the public consciousness, was a strange scene that unfolded. Definitely had ambiguous elements to it. Was it real? Was it fake? I don't know. Was that the Milwaukee shooting? It was where the uh, the the cop after he shot him, was, like, screaming like a girl. And the girlfriend in the car next to him was like, he was reaching for his wallet. He said, I have a gun, and then reached for his wallet. And I was like, um, that sounds like a, <laughs> a recipe for disaster. I think that's what it was. I think that's how it happened. I, I don't she even remember. In the, in the driver's seat, and he was dying in the passenger seat. I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, that don't one. even remember. Wow, because you knew it. I mean, we talked about it at the time. That see, that's the thing. Uh, but a wash, which reminds me of the report from Iron Mountain, where they say you don't actually have to exploit the events so much as the weight of it all. That that you don't. That you just have to have like a certain number of people die to change right. policy. It doesn't have to be an emotional knee jerk thing. It just has to be a critical mass. To well, some of them I remember by the riots. I remember Charlotte. I remember the Milwaukee yeah. riots happened after, but I don't remember the names of, of the people or the, yeah, this, this was a big one. This Philando Castile. And then there was another, I think it was right before the Dallas cop shooting. So it was like this pendulum swinging back and forth. Yeah, there was a lot of them highly high tension week. Okay, uh, the there next was a few one months a- where where there was like a bunch that happened over the course of a few months. Yeah, I'm surprised this doesn't have like all of them. So the other like the top ten list is like black versus blue, or or yeah. actually the top ten list has 
cops shooting black guys, uh, cops getting shot, terrorism, you know, they're just very broad. But so that would include all of them. All right. The next one on this list is drug lab explosion in the Bronx. So, again, I think it's more weighted to the local stuff. Number 22, they keep calling it the Columbia plane crash. But what they're talking about is the Brazilian soccer players who died. Uh, that there was a survivor who said there was an electrical failure. Uh, the a friend of mine from Brazil sent me a link that said as people were mourning this, the Senate of Brazil has just been rocked with scandal, corruption, whatever, secretly gutted an anti-corruption uh, probe or corruption probe that was slated to uncover um, to out these guys as totally corrupt. So she wonders if that is just a crisis exploited or if it was absolute a, uh, a false flag event or an engineered accident to be used as a distraction. And it reminds me, there's like also a lot of parallels with that and the Russian military plane that just went down uh, virtually the same number of people. It was a bunch, it was a choir. So this was a soccer team, journalists and crew members. The Russian one was a choir journalists and crew members. And Russia immediately said, it's not terrorism because our military would never be fooled that way, which is kind of a funny way of putting it. And I wondered if perhaps that was like an assassination, the Russian one. But this but this Colombian plane crash, I if I had to vote for something, I would say it's a, a false flag. So people died, but it wasn't because of what they said. Yeah, I would say false flag too. The one survivor thing is just always even though it's possible. It's definitely possible, but the one survivor Oh, thing I think is they just... didn't want him to survive and he survived. Really? Yes, when he said it went down, because they were saying it ran out of gas. And they dragged this guy out, and he talks to a reporter on the way to the hospital, and he says, no, no, total electrical failure. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, it could have you know, been a couple of things. It's like, no, it definitely couldn't. <laughs> it was definitely yeah, only one I mean, thing. How would he know? <laughs> the plane that goes down, he though. He saw all would... the lights go out. He was a crew member. Oh, he was a crew member. Okay. Yes. Okay, I thought he was a soccer player. No, he was a crew member, and he saw okay. the lights go out. So he knew. He said he he said he knew what happened. But anyway, so yeah, it was a weird story. Uh, the killing of Harambe. Do you know what that is? Remind me. It is the gorilla who had the toddler. Oh the right, zoo. yes, yes, so I do. Remember. I'm going with real on that. I, I think that was real, also. So far, it's the only the third one that I am absolutely saying for sure. The Cubs win the World Series. I mean, that actually sports is probably you know, the oldest thing to to fix in the book. But I'm going with real. The Hoboken train crash, I assume, is real. Although there are a lot of train crashes. I'm guessing trains are going to be a big, big part of Trump's infrastructure spending. For what reason? I don't know. Prison There's breaks, going to there be was... these bullet trains, you know, like in uh, Japan, they have these bullet trains and that's those and are in, dangerous. In California, where they could solve California's water problem forever by building desalinization plants uh, for the same price that they're building a bullet train from Fresno to Bakersfield, which are two places that you know, it's not like San Francisco to L.A. at this point. Just that little leg of it. Anyway, makes me think of the movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. 
Uh, I don't Bruce know. Will- Bruce Willis is on a bull. Oh, well, I think he's on a train. I don't know if it's a bullet train, but there's a there's a train train that crashes, and he's the only one that survives. And he he eventually finds out that he's unbreakable. Oh, cool! It's pretty. I'll it's very it. interesting. It's a little it's, I love it. It, it is. Totally it is a little. That. Yeah, it's like ASAP. a comic book movie. Okay, well, that might be a little. No, it's a most little too male oriented. I like sci-fi. All right, so uh, oh, but I think another infrastructure thing is going to be these prisons. Uh, two prison breaks, one in, I think, Tennessee today and one in New York maybe last year, both had themes from this TV show, crappy TV show I watched for a while called Prison Break, where one thing is they were tunneling out from behind the toilet. That was today's story, this Tennessee prison break. They They pulled the toilet out of the wall and they left that way. And the other one was they had tricked the infirmary nurse by flirting with her and she helped them escape. And that both of those things were straight out of the movie prison break. And the story of the New York one was so crazy. I was like, okay, they're doing something here. I think it's so that we can justify massive amount of money going into revamping prisons but that's just a what to watch out for. Okay. Yeah, I Number can see 24. that. Yeah. Now, now the, yes. the prison break thing, though, I mean, that, that script's going to be written based off prison breaks that have actually happened previous to that. So I would say that the prison break script is from real prison breaks that happened before that. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But then it came out again after. It just seemed to me that they got people ready for what th- – they knew people would buy it because they'd already – the show was successful. <laughs> it was plausible enough. I honestly think that you talk a lot about psychological studies. I honestly think they can get a lot of psychological data from dramas that are people accept. Well, yeah, they do. And but when it comes to a prisoner and a, and a nurse, and that's that that's you know a prisoner manipulating a nurse. That's uh, that's not that's going to happen. That's it totally could, but possible. if you had seen it, like her husband was like, this is weird. She was an older gal. Like it was just a strange story that didn't seem real to me, which is why I investigated it. I don't investigate everything. I was just like, this story smells funny. And I looked into it. I was like, oh, that was the exact storyline. Uh, I just don't buy that story. That's all. I didn't buy it. I, I just didn't buy it. And I think that I, what I we're going to see I is buy a that story. Spending. I don't know. In that, in that particular instance, I haven't researched it enough, but I do buy that story. I think it probably it happens is, a lot. A plausible story. I don't think it happened in New York, or if it happened, it wasn't spontaneous. Yeah. It was these guys uh, were directed to do it. That's what I think. Because they were just gone too long. They were gone for so long. It just, the story just seems so dramatized. Yeah. Okay. Anthony Weiner. It's actually spelled Weiner, by the way. W-E-I-N-E-R is a whiner. So why he goes by wiener is kind of... Well, which would you rather be? The whiner? <laughs> a whiner? I'd rather be a whiner than a wiener. <laughs> I think he might He might would rather be the wiener. Oh, that's true. That's true. It suits him. There's, there are a few weird names like that. Trump is the Trump card. Uh, wiener's famous for his wiener. And what was the other one? There's, not, there's actually... Oh, I love that Shepard Smith. Is the you know the he, the Shep. Shep yeah is a the major 
news anchor, the guy who shepherds us through all this stuff's name is actually Shepherd. Like that yes. just is funny. So Anthony Weiner, I guess, is that's it. It didn't say anything else. <laughs> the, the number 24 is simply Anthony Weiner. So there you go. Did it happen? I don't know. I always smelled a rat with that story. I think Hillary was betrayed by a PSYOP. I mean, Anthony Weiner, I don't, Anthony Weiner seems like somebody who, who just, who can be lured into doing anything and that you can use his actions to serve any sort yeah. of false flag. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this and a murder of Queens jogger Karina Vetrano, that also sounds like a local kind of local story. Mother Teresa declared a saint. Saint Teresa. I was always amazed that they gave her the Nobel Peace Prize because she used it to make a speech about abortion, which was a very moving speech. But I don't think that would ever happen today. I, don't I think, think maybe ever... they're trying to usher in. They're gonna. It's gonna be Saint Obama. You have to be Catholic to be a saint. No, maybe right now you do. Who knows? Obama got the peace prize. Oh, that's true. I mean, Pope Francis could definitely – you don't have to be Catholic to be a saint. I shouldn't say that. Um, A saint is someone in the state of grace, living or dead. And uh, Catholics, I think, think basically have to be Catholic. But it's not impossible. It's just very, very difficult. So anyway – I always get my Catholic stuff. Like people will yell at me for Catholic stuff either way. So I should just not talk about it. <laughs> because maybe I don't know. I was taught, you know, but uh, if you get it wrong, people get all upset. So I don't want to get it wrong. Ryan Lochte, 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 fakes the robbery. The yes. Yes. He faked the robbery in Brazil, which I remember. I remember as well. I, I, I think that's probably, I think that From probably the, happened. From the moment he said that he got robbed, I felt it was a fake. I said, "Oh yeah, I thought, yeah, I agree that he was fake." He he seems like a douchebag, and (laughs) but did he? I guess the question is, did he really fake the robbery, or was that some kind of, you know, did did they did they did he just get caught committing an operation on behalf of those who wanted to discredit Brazil, and he just got caught, so he was left out to dry, like. Is there a rabbit hole there? I don't know. I don't think there's a rabbit hole there. It wasn't I mean it was a big story for a couple of days. It and didn't it get could, enough press yet. It, I agree. Yeah. All right. Um Fidel Castro dies. I believe that's true. <laughs> I believe that's true as well. But did he just so, now die? I yes, I think he did. Because they would trot him out. I agree. So that's that's my fifth R real. Uh Deadly Oakland warehouse fire. I completely thought that was real. I still do, but if it if if it weren't, you know, if the evidence emerged that it was not real, I guess not I sure it. what that was. The Oakland, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago in Oakland, California. I think twenty five people died in a. I think it might have been a rave. It was oh, a the party rave. in an yeah. abandoned. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. So I, think I assume real, that yeah. was real. Yeah, I think yeah. that was real. Okay, the Berlin attack, which was the Nice copycat crime. Um, this one rankles me. Is that a word? Rankle? I think so. Bugs me. Um, because 
there was something wrong with the story from the beginning. They they caught somebody, and then within 24 hours, they released him because they said there was no DNA evidence in the truck, which is totally ridiculous because you could— Okay, this is a truck that— How could you be sure? Scene, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, the truck that plowed yes, through the Christmas was, scene. And, yes, yeah. Very similar to the Nice scenario. So I don't know what happened there. It's all, I don't know what. They're, the stuff that's going on over there is clearly for some purpose. That that was really, very. it was very suspicious how they, how it went down when they were, the DNA thing and how the person got away. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, they said they let this guy go because there was no DNA evidence in this gigantic truck. Like, how can you prove that there's no DNA evidence of this guy in such a short amount of time? It just yeah, didn't, exactly. didn't make sense. Uh, okay, number 31, Prince dies. So Prince really did die, in my opinion, but they immediately started spinning the story. Uh, he took fentanyl. It was in his system. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Prince definitely died. I agree. I I I don't wouldn't surprise me if it had if it was a drug overdose. It go Oh yeah, I feel it strongly it was, but the one thing I get emails about a lot was that I started the year, first thing I said on my what's in store for 2016 uh was the heroin epidemic. And people, I was even hesitant to say it because it was really not in the news at all. But I just saw little stories about it. And I thought, this is, they're not making little stories in the Wall Street Journal about anything that isn't a signal for something bigger. It's just the real estate's too valuable in the journal for that. So I, yeah. I flagged it. And boy, has that been unfolding as predicted. Yeah. And I feel like many reasons for that. One is you'll get, Big spending on rehab centers, so you're going to get government money. I should probably <laughs> buy some stock in those. Invest things. in some rehab centers. Yes, I can't. Don't ever take my investing advice. I am not good at that. So <laughs> just keep moving. All right, Muhammad Ali died. Real. So that was real. Yep. And uh, Ecuador earthquake. I assume I never really have gotten my mind around when people say. Natural disasters can be manipulated, earthquakes, tsunamis. Yeah, that's what I was the next like, question. Did DARPA manipulate it? You know, I think that they can. I, I don't know enough about the science, but from the little bit that I've investigated into that, I do believe that the weather can be manipulated, as, as, as crazy as it might seem. Well, they show uh, – people will email me HARP, which has to be – I mean I think there's pictures of the – of these big apparatuses that create – these electromagnetic they, They've been testing this stuff. I mean, if you look at DARPA, you look at HARP, and you read their research, there's no doubt they've been testing ways to manipulate the weather. And I think Tesla, when he was doing his experiments in Colorado, I think that he had atmospheric uh, reactions. So I think that even back then... Isn't there a, a conspiracy theory that Tesla caused like the earthquake of 1905 or something like that? Oh, no, I did not know I, that. I have to go back and double check which earthquake it was, but I believe there is a conspiracy theory that one of his one of his um, death ray tests may – or at least a theory says that he may have caused an earthquake. Well, they his big thing was that he said that by the end of his lifetime, you'd be able to – just grab energy out of the air, electricity, so you could have wireless energy, which I have to say I always thought should be true because – 
the earth is a giant spinning magnet because of the iron uh, iron core and like the magnetosphere. I always thought the magnetosphere was super cool because it shoots out the poles and it keeps our atmosphere in. That's like why we have this awesome planet. Wait, and it I shoots thought, out wow. the north and south poles? Yeah, I think so. Like if you saw a picture of it, it looks like two loops, like a donut almost that – the earth is inside this thing where the donut hole is basically the axis that goes through the center of the earth. And then I, I, you know, again, I thought I was on thin ice talking about Catholicism. (laughs) I'm definitely on thin ice talking about electricity, but the earth is a rotate, basically a giant spinning magnet, which I'm pretty sure is what electrical, what generates electrical power. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if you can just grab energy out of the air but i i did also get um i've said that before and people somebody wrote me and said russia carried on tesla's experiments and it was so disruptive yeah like did stuff like that earthquakes and whatever so they couldn't do it anyway okay number 34 the munich terrorist attack i gotta say i don't even remember hearing about that is that bad do you remember i do remember hearing about it i don't remember exactly which one it was but I don't remember. Uh, number 35, Justice Scalia's death. Now, that could have been murder. I don't Right. Think I think so. that's the question here. Was it murder yeah. or was it – and if a lot of people, they talk or about accident. the lodge that he died in because the lodge had a lot of yeah. symbolic stuff like Illuminati type or free – I can't remember specifically. Or what was the um, – what's the one that they go to in California? Uh, the, oh, that Bohemian Grove? Bohemian Grove type stuff. But um, it was in Texas, right? Right. My mother was a little surprised by the story. Now, bear in mind, she told me recently she prays to Antonin Scalia. So she thinks he's a saint. Wow. And he has a son who's a priest. So he's he's got a lot of kids. I think nine kids maybe, just like my mom has. And... This he died on a Friday during Lent, and she she her reaction was you would never go on vacation, eat a big meal, anything like that on a Friday during Lent. So she thought she she doesn't think she doesn't think anything untoward happens to him. She just that's her cognitive dissonance there. She she just just dismisses it. She won't think about too hard about that. But either he isn't the man she thought he was. Or, uh, you know, there's something wrong with that story because they say yeah, a I, huge I don't, meal like, and then expire, I haven't investigated. I mean, I have looked into some happen. of it, but like I would have to. I don't have access to the scene. I know one of the one of the pieces of evidence is that he had a pillow over his nose. That that, that is not enough for me. That the, I don't. The, I don't have a picture. It just you. that one piece of evidence is. I, you know, I don't know how his head was laying in the bed. It's just, it's just not enough to conclusively say he was murdered. But I also, I, he might, he might have been murdered. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I couldn't get anywhere with that. I thought it was the February surprise that was going to get us a Jeb nomination, uh, but that didn't happen. So I, I just couldn't get my mind around that. All right, the Orlando alligator attack, where that kid was killed by an alligator. That's on the list, huh? That's on the list of a big event, and that week was the Pulse nightclub. That pop star from The Voice got killed in Orlando, and that little kid got killed in Orlando. I I don't know if I believe that story. I think that that happened. I know that you were skeptical, but I think that it happened. I'm skeptical. So I don't know. I I, I mean, 
my cousin was telling me that she like cried herself to sleep several nights after that story. So I feel bad if I am not giving deference to a true tragedy. So I saw uh, a alligator or is, that, or is it a crocodile? Which one is it? It said alligator. Alligator, right. It, I, I can't remember which one is. Uh, I think alligators are in Florida. Okay, alligator. I saw an alligator on a golf course when I was a kid. I was like 13 when I was in Florida, and, and it scared me to death. <laughs> it was, yeah, good. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> your evolutionary it was creeping up working. right by the uh, right Holy by the green. Cow, how big was it? Bigger than you, I guess. It was big enough at the time. No. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I was totally skeptical about that story. I mean, totally, and. Then I read a couple of months later that the parents were not suing, just wanted to put it behind them. And that's like almost impossible for me to believe. So I thought that was yeah. confirmation bias, maybe looking for things that confirm. I don't know. It's too distasteful to speculate on such a possible tragedy. Now, and, and um, now that is yeah. the purpose of atrocity propaganda, but I don't see what atrocity propaganda this would serve, though, is, is to make it so know. distasteful that people won't question it. Some things are to justify other events, just even a black swan event, which is like a one-off thing that then changes some big law, like the underwear bomber gave us those giant screening machines, like what, and and that was probably a false flag. Certainly the second underwear bomber was, or it's like a, a test for a future PSYOP to see if people buy that initial story. And if they don't, it just goes away. If it, they do, then you can expect something along those lines to pop up again later and actually serve a bigger purpose. Yeah. These PSYOPs are pretty deep. Okay. Number 37, Mosul, Iraq. So I guess we liberated Mosul. I can't remember if it got taken over again i think it didn't anyway. i don't know the only thing i remember about mosul is that it was a major um point in one of the debates that's all i remember about it oh it was the ice it's a ice stronghold and lest i seem uh not well read or not interested or educated in foreign affairs i used that's, to that's my this that's stuff. my point is is like yeah. I, I like it is the way that it's been presented in the news has been presented in a way to where it can come off as distant and not relatable to people. Yeah, or like that you're supposed like when they tricked Gary Johnson, of whom I'm not a huge fan, but they tricked him into, uh, you know what? What would you do about uh, Aleppo? And he's yeah. like, what's what's a what is Aleppo? And they're just like, oh, you moron. <laughs> it's like if you put it just completely out of context. But I used to really dig into this. And when I finally concluded that this whole uh, – there's a lot of elements to the Middle Eastern crisis in Syria particularly. It's It likely has to do with a pipeline. Assad – his father got the reputation of being bloody Assad because he put down a Muslim Brotherhood uprising. I mean – the narrative is completely wrong and there's is like virtually no getting through or shouting over the noise of the mainstream media. So I just kind of took a break from foreign policy until until we start putting a group of troops on the ground there, which we're going <laughs> to for sure. That's next. And I actually wonder if this whole why Trump won. I thought Hillary was going to win to give um, 
you know, to keep the anti-war left silent. But now I realize that they were so good at keeping Obama's uh, aggression in the Middle East quiet. They still say things are worse now because Obama was so passive. No, things are worse because Obama was aggressive and dropped a lot of bombs. But they can still preserve the Democratic Party as the less warlike party if Trump is the one who presses the offensive now. So I think that that's I really think that's what's going on. All right. Number 38, the Italy earthquake. I do remember that. Um, I think that was real. Hurricane Matthew. Number 39, Hurricane Matthew, I think was real. The natural Mm -hmm. disasters I'm going with real. They're they're real, but they're also whatever the natural disasters are, they're usually folded into the climate change debate and utilized somehow. Oh, that's such a good point. The Louisiana floods, I'm sure. That's number 40, Louisiana floods. And uh, I got to figure that was um, any kind of rising water tends to remind one of the climate. Just any reason to have debate. a climate change debate, which – and then we had – what's his name? We had Al Gore go to Trump Towers to talk about it with Trump, and we had um, <laughs> DiCaprio go to Trump Towers and talk about it. We also have the sequel to that movie uh, that Al Gore made. Uh, come, there's a sequel to that coming out. Oh, really? And the truth, yes. Yeah, the inconvenient truth wasn't that either debunked or mired in scandal when they found those emails, those academic journal emails that said it wrote some scary stuff and wrote insert scary climate change propaganda yeah, yes, here. But they, have de- they have debunked those for people who dis- for people it, it it works the way people they have propaganda for each group they for that those emails they have essentially there's been an interpretation of them where, where they're they're debunked and restoring the faith and in inconvenient truth for some groups of people oh well you figure i mean you right. can just shrug that stuff off anyway. Anything can be like, oh, big deal. Anything. One guy wrote an email, blah, blah, blah. He was exactly. And, and that's kind of what it was. It's, it's you know. And here's the like thing. A- like, I don't think that we should go around polluting the world and all that kind of stuff. I believe that there is chemical pollution and that kind of stuff. I think this carbon dioxide, which is the source of life for plants, which is the source of life for humans, is a good thing. So targeting that makes no sense. Right. I, 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 did, I agree. I don't – I mean I don't think – I think that we do affect the environment, but I think the way that they use this issue is absolutely a propaganda tool because people won't talk about it, and it's a way to get people to to submit to complete complete world government control over the issue because it's that outside threat that, that we talk about we need, so we have to unite as a world to take care of it. And I think I told you about my friend's kid. Like his teacher is just he, – he said to me – he said, Florida is going to be underwater. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's nine years old. <laughs> and he's like, my teacher told me because of global warming, Florida is going to be underwater. Because he's like – and I'm like, that's – and the kid was like scared. And they're, they're teaching these kids in elementary schools. That, I mean there's no middle ground here. There's no let's understand the science of it. There's no, there's no hey, if we discover new facts, it might change the conclusion yeah. that we've come to. There's We've already Not come to, to a conclusion. That. Al Gore has beachfront property in Santa Barbara, so doesn't he? Is it beachfront? I don't know. I'm probably like a place that was supposed to. I'm gonna look it up. Can't imagine. So that. any any overarching 
The, yes, it says, if oceans are rising, why is Al Gore in Montecito? Um, Not to mention there's oceans inside of the earth that they discovered. Nine million dollar yeah. oceanfront villa. Oh, what about that? What about that ocean? The they discovered oceans a couple of years ago inside of the earth, inside of the core of the earth, which they believe now, some scientists believe that instead of water coming to earth from a comet or whatever it was, that, that, that water instead has been leaking out of the earth for you know however long and that that might be the source of, of the water on the earth's surface and – that like I, I'm I'm reading the, about I don't understand a lot of this scientific stuff, but I'm reading about all this stuff, and I'm like, this is, seems like a conclusion that might affect climate change. It might be something that's factored in, and it doesn't make it's such an obscure piece of news that nobody's ever heard of it. It was cool though. I I read that article. I think you sent it to me. It's super interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I love that deeper stuff. If you there's. One theory that the, I think the Russians used to hold, and I believe William Engdahl, a I'm not sure if he's a journalist or a scientist or both, holds that oil was non-biologic, that it's not melted plants, that it's just too much. And uh, I know people who are in the field who say that's absolutely ridiculous. It's definitely a biologic, biologic, that it's definitely – um, living things, it has to be. But if you look at that, you know, go way deep down the earth, like how deep diamonds come from, and diamonds are carbon, yeah. and if all carbon comes from living things, you know, it's just so interesting. Uh, so I think there's probably more about the earth and geology right. that, that we know, don't know so or little told. about the earth. We we know so yeah. at least we're told uh, the science is like available to us. We know so little about the oceans and so little about what's inside the earth. It, it's just it's unbelievable how little we actually know. But what a great new frontier! Yeah, I agree. So, do we have a, a uh, an overarching theme for 2016? What do you feel like was uh, I know what my most significant thing was. If there is there anything that stands out for you as like the the flavor per, of twenty? Perhaps this is just because it's recent, but fake news. Hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I think that's going to be the theme for twenty seventeen. Uh, so, yes, it's going to carry on to twenty seventeen. Because uh... there's also been some talk lately. This isn't a theme. This is just something that just popped in my head because I, I just read something about it. It is. Over the past couple of days, there's been some articles about how Obama would have won against Trump and Obama saying mm-hmm. he would have beaten Trump. And now we're also – we're escalating towards potentially a war maybe before – maybe something happens before Trump gets into office. And there's always – there was always been people who said uh, Obama's going to try to get a third term. I don't think that I believe that that's going to happen, but it is interesting to see the talk escalating at this point in time. Yeah, I think this – Obama supposedly allowing the UN to um, censure Israel is going to be the launching off point so that Trump can hit the ground running with a kind of an aggressive posture in the Middle East. So I don't know what, you know, what the story is there. You're hearing a lot about our failures in Syria. I just, I do feel like we're going to have some massive, massive war, or I should say we're certain. I feel like 
who are being set up for putting troops on the ground in Syria. And I've been saying that all along. Ash Carter and Obama have been setting it up, teeing it up for the next president, whoever that's going to, you know, they thought was going to be. And then I think Trump's a good attitude towards Russia is going to be used as an excuse to say, well, it's not like I'm out to get Russia. I, I want to love Russia, but principles are principles or American strength is American strength. You know, I do think that we're getting set up for war for sure for 2017. Um, but for me, I feel like for 2016, the big, the big, takeaway, I mean, really made my mindset stand on its head that the manipulation is deeper and bolder than I thought, that that I just didn't see this Trump thing coming. And it's so, it's just so shocking, so outrageous, so different from what we've been taught could ever happen. Uh, It surprises me that, that, Things I you know I don't know obviously oh, I'm completely inarticulate yeah. on subjects I just and, can't and, get and my that, mind around how the world's book, really working. Well, in that book, again, I bring it up a lot: propaganda techniques in World War, and this was in the 1920s. The level, uh, the deep, complex level of propaganda and the massive scale of it is unbelievable. And it, that was you know almost 100 years ago. One example is there there was a book. They, somebody wrote a book. I, th- I believe it, the book was a, from the perspective of a girl. So it was like a girl. A girl wrote a whole bunch of letters about going over to Germany, and she was going to learn. It was either learning to dance or learning to play music or something, and it was, it was letters written to her mother. And it starts off where she's hopeful, and she's excited about her journey, and she, she meets a boy. And it was written – it has to be written within the culture. Like the cultural aspects that she writes about have, have to be accurate. So she has to accurately per- portray the German culture. Otherwise, people will realize it's fake. So it, this is accurately portrayed. And it ends up being this this long story of just tragedy that this this girl she, I think she was Belgian maybe that she experiences and it ends up like the Germans take her husband away like kill her husband she wants to commit suicide and kill herself and it goes from this very hopeful um, story of this girl going to going to learn an art to this tragedy that she's writing her mother about how she wants to commit suicide and kill herself and the whole thing demonizes. The German people as monsters, essentially, and it was written. People thought it was really written by a girl who went and experienced this, but it wasn't. It was a piece of propaganda that was written by by the Allied countries who were trying to portray the the Germans, you know, as demons. And so that's how they, they that's how deep deep it went. This book was circulated around as 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 letters from a little girl writing to her mother. But it was just a piece of propaganda. And another thing that this book talks about is, is how they get all of the top scientists and all of the top academics like we talked about to believe a certain story is true even though it's not. And then these academics 100 percent believing that it's true, they in turn do investigative stories and do scientific studies on it. And because of confirmation bias, because they've already been led to believe that whatever it is is 100 percent true. 100% true that a German is an evil hun. Like we talked about the one guy uh, who wrote the um, – the uh, Le Bon. Gustave Le Bon? 
Laban wrote the yeah, psychological studies. Yeah, and and Gustav Laban, who wrote the crowd, when you're led to believe that somebody is an actual evil demon, and then you go and do psychological studies, and, and your conclusion has already been made up that it's an evil demon, then every single psychological study that you do is going to come to that conclusion. And they get a whole bunch of academics, and they get them to do this. So the the, the country's top academics are doing research, well you know well researched papers and books and studies that come. To a conclusion that was planted in their minds before they even started, and so it's just broad. So, what does this scale. have to do with what we're talking? And, about? We're talking about broad scale manipulation. When, when you get all of the top leading scientists and all of the top researchers in the country to believe that something is true that's not necessarily true, and then they go out and they write books, they publish papers and studies that all point to this fact. Then that builds up this complex layer where it doesn't matter if you say, wait, that might not be true. Everybody has a paper or they have an expert they can point to, and the expert themselves actually believes it. Like everybody believes what they're, propagate, what they're propagating to be true even though people like Edward Bernays yeah, are, the ones, are the ones who planted it in their head to begin with. And this was the whole basis of the British and, and the United States' propaganda campaign and in you, World War If you're I. immune to that, you don't go anywhere. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're – but there's institutions. enough institutions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, uh, yeah, they, yeah they seriously. Can, they can I mean, I was never going to make it academically. Like if uh, I ever I wanted thought, to be an academic at Harvard, yeah, yeah. I sincerely doubt I would right. get yeah. a job. Yeah, they, they, they make it hard for them to keep their job. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap up episode 18, the last episode of our first year. In the propaganda report, doing the propaganda report, that's 2016. What else you got? Anything else? No, that's all. About Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're going to publish um, another propaganda report for, from this year, and we have a live show on WSB Saturday, December 31st from 3 to 6 Eastern. You can get it on iHeartRadio, WSBRadio.com, and you can call in, which will be super fun if we get – you know, regular mainstream listener who's driving around in their car likes to combat some of this stuff because it's so at odds with the mainstream media. So if you like the show, if you understand there's some deeper truths or hardcore libertarian, it's great for you to call in to the show and kind of uh, help us reach out to the to you know this kind of cross section of society audience. Maybe bring out some points that we haven't made that you think uh, don't get enough airtime. And that's it. I'm done. See you later. Okay, bye, Binkley. <laughs> bye. Have you had enough? The wiretaps. Have you had enough?